Hello, Dad. Oh, hello, my daughter, Miranda Britton. Hello, my dad, David Britton. How are you today? I am good. If this dog knocks over this tripod, I'm going to be so mad at him. Oh, you totally broke character. <laughs> science. Uh, so I heard you had a question for me. I do have a question for you. And that question is, what is the arrow paradox I keep hearing about? This is a thing I've been hearing about for a while, but I didn't look it up knowing we we're going to do this podcast. Whatever in your life? I mean, I've heard about it recently. Ah, where did you did, hear about it? I just online, someone mentioned it. They said, like, that's like, they said that's like the Archer Paradox, which I guess is different than the Arrow Paradox. Yeah, there are two different things. And one of them is pretty simple, and one of them is going to have us end up talking about string theory. I just know it, which is going to suck, because well, I don't know sense. how that works. <laughs> that makes sense if we're talking about bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. need you. a string. Okay, then. Well, okay, well, which one are we going to talk about? Uh, let's first mention the Archer's Paradox. Okay. Um, it just has to do with when you pull a bow, you have to pull it around the stern of the bow. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so when it snaps, the the arrow will wiggle back and forth. Okay. Oh, why will it wiggle back and forth? Why because it's bending around. Oh, okay. Because it's made out of wood, so it can, yeah, like... Yeah, uh, it's flexible. Okay. And that's something archers worry about, like sport archers will get different stiffness of spines, that way it'll bend more or less. Uh, different spines in the arrows? Yes. Okay. So that's the archer's paradox. Uh, but what's the paradox? I think it's like, in order to get the arrow to fly straight, it has to curve around the bow. Oh, I see, because like when you like have like something, we're doing a lot... We did this in the last episode, too. We're doing, we're doing a, lot a lot of hand motions. Everybody sit on your hands. Okay. Now, imagine there's, like, uh, a pole, just mm -hmm. like uh, like our tree, or just any, like, stationary, like, Yeah, I got it. Like I that. can imagine a pole. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And uh, I have a vivid imagination. And if you're sliding something along it. It's a Christmas it, pole. If you have something on, let's say, the left side of it, and yeah. you're sliding it along the left side of it, it's going to naturally start pointing more to the left instead of just going straight. Yeah. Um, so if you shoot an arrow along it, that's what's happening. So the, why doesn't the arrow go off to the left? And I guess the answer is because the arrow vibrates. Yeah, it vibrates back and forth. And therefore goes straight. Yes. Okay. And that it is... It has to wiggle for it to go straight. It has to wiggle to go straight. What a paradox. Yeah, that's the least exciting paradox we're talking about today. That's the one I was thinking about though so but now we're going to get into a whole different thing yeah because so it's that's often the one i heard about and that was the one i was curious about oh but now i know about it <laughs> so now we're going to talk about the arrow paradox which is apparently a whole other kettle of worms yeah aristotle talked about it okay in his physics Ooh, that guy's Super, this is the big superstar we've had on our pod, the first superstar we've had on our podcast. Yeah, he and Isaac Newton are going to show up a lot. 
Oh, that's nice of them. <laughs> okay, so what regular is, old history bluffs. Uh, so what is? Oh, there's a there's a good uh, drop for something that no one's heard of and also doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Uh, so what is the arrow paradox to begin with? All right. So I'm going to explain it to you first and then discuss how it's wrong. Oh, that's exciting. Because Aristotle's a dummy. I doubt that very much. <laughs> well, he was wrong about a lot of stuff. Okay. But... Pretty much everything, actually. Isn't it like how Freud was like, you know... Like, there's a train. Train. <laughs> train. 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 This is the dark specter of the podcast, is the train. I think uh, uh, we, should ex- we should explain the train, too. And, we'll, and then... Oh, I'm going to cut this out. Oh, yeah, but then we... So can... say as much racist stuff as you want. Oh, here we go. Here's the problem with Swedes. <laughs> That's just like the go-to, like, I can get away with that, right? Oh, those goddamn fins in their loud hunting. <laughs> Uh, do you remember that bit I used to do? Yes. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> so I haven't done that in a long time. Too weird? Oh, uh, no, I just, I just kind of stopped doing it for some reason. All right. So we paused for the train, which uh, was going by my house. So right. you were saying about Freud. Oh, I was saying Freud, like, was a genius and came up with a lot of great theories, but then later people were like, well, all this is wrong. Yeah. But also, he built a foundation on which other people, like, uh, continued to build. Yes. So he was Your philosophy more... girlfriend helps, shows through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying Aristotle, even though he was wrong about a bunch of stuff, it was probably still important and yeah. revolutionary that he had those thoughts. Absolutely. Okay. But this is actually Zeno's uh, arrow paradox. Is that a real guy? Ancient Greece, man. Okay. So, okay. They could just name anybody anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel like all the names weren't taken then. So if you were like, hey, this is John, you would be like, oh, no more questions. Because you only, there were only like five people. Yeah. Also, that's wildly inaccurate. <laughs> this is supposed to be about science, and I apologize. So Zeno, who was Zeno? Who even is he? was it? a philosopher. He was a philosopher who was like, a contemporary of Aristotle. Uh, I do not believe he was before Aristotle. Okay. So Zeno's paradox of the arrow, and I hope to God I'm pronouncing this right, Zeno. I was gonna say that's how you say arrow. <laughs> the second R is silent. <laughs> also, the probably w. not true. Yeah. Uh, okay. So imagine an arrow flying through the air. Hold on. Got it. Okay. Now pause. Have you paused? I've paused. Is the arrow moving? No. Because you're paused. Because I'm paused. So at any instant in time, the arrow isn't moving. Yes. Oh, I've heard of this, but go on. No, you explain the rest to me. I want to see if you got it right. This is a thing. Okay, maybe this isn't. Maybe this is different than what I thought. Uh, than what we're talking about. But I remember we were hearing something about like an arrow can never reach its target because at any given point in time it's halfway to the target. That's the dichotomy paradox. Uh, okay, well then I don't know. Okay, so it's paused. So let me go back. My arrow's paused and stuck in the air. It, 
And an instant in time. And an instant in time. One instant in time. Was this going to be a singing podcast? <laughs> no, never. Again, <laughs> that, that was it. Congratulations on hearing the only one. So, the arrow is flying through the air. It gets paused in time. Uh-huh. And at any one instant, it isn't moving. Okay. Because it can't be moving to a place where it isn't because it's at the place where it is. It can't be moving to a place where it isn't because it is in the place where it is. Yes. But only because I paused it. Exactly. So at any instant, it's not moving. Okay. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yes. Velocity is measured in distance per time. Yes. Meters per second, miles per hour. And if the time is zero, you're dividing by zero. Okay, which means it's not move. Wait, uh, what am I dividing by? Zero. I'm dividing by zero because it's zero moments in time. Yeah. It's a completely paused moment in time. Yeah. Okay. So it can't be moving, but time is made up entirely of those instants. So it can't be moving at any point, therefore all motion is impossible. What? But that that's very similar to the... Uh, the dichotomy paradox. The dichotomy paradox, which in brief is, do you want to explain it? So in order to get somewhere, you have to get halfway there. We can all agree on that. In order to get halfway there, you have to first get a quarter of the way there. Right. In order to get a quarter of the way there, you have to get an eighth of the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a sixteenth and a thirty-second and so on. Right, right, right. So basically, in order to get anywhere, you have to complete an infinite number of tasks, which right. is impossible. Therefore, all motion is impossible. Yeah, I've heard that. And I heard the, the other way I heard it, it explained is like to get to some place, you have to get halfway there. And then once you're halfway there, you have to get the other half of the way there. And you have to get halfway there again. And so you can never get there because you're only covering half the distance or something. Yes. So it's the same idea. It's the same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one says that motion is impossible because at any one instant, something isn't moving. At any, yes, yes, at any given instant. Some, at any frame of a movie, nobody's moving. Right. But if you string all those pictures together, they are, so how can that be? How can that be? How can that be? Can you give me an answer? I want to uh, see what you think. Um, okay. I think it can, well, clearly, A, we know it can be. Because yeah. people got killed with arrows all the time in the <laughs> 16th century. In the 1700s, people were getting killed with arrows all the time? Uh, no, there were guns. <laughs> but I bet still a lot of people got killed with arrows. Okay. Uh, not as many, though. I guess every century, less and less people got killed with arrows. Except for the first few before they invented arrows. Yeah. I'm really getting into the weeds on this. <laughs> I'm stalling. Okay, so how can that be? I think because the assumption is true that at zero... Because what you're doing is pausing time, but time doesn't work in increments. Time works as a continuous flow. That's my guess. That's kind of right. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I know science now. All right. No need for me to say anything. <laughs> no, please do. <laughs> so the logical fallacy here, or I guess the physics fallacy here, is he's treating time as though it's not a dimension. Okay. Like, there's no such thing as an instant in time because there's no such thing as an infinitesimal duration of time uh why not because time is a dimension just like anything else like length and depth and yeah. width you nothing can exist that doesn't have one of those three dimensions 
Okay. That it doesn't have all three of those dimensions. Oh, right. Sure, yeah. We usually think of dimensions as just X, Y, and Z, length, width, and depth. Sure. It's so hard for me to say those. I have such a bad voice. <laughs> no, I, th- I disagree with you, and I think you nailed all three of them. Thank you. You're welcome. My so, lovely, supportive dad. Yeah, <laughs> and co-host. Yeah, and co-host. Okay, so... Uh, so normally we think of objects as just having those three dimensions. Right. But it's important to remember that time is also a dimension. Right, because if something doesn't exist in time, it also doesn't exist. Correct. Like, okay, so... An if, inst- a cube can exist that has length, width, and depth. Uh-huh. An instantaneous cube cannot exist. Right, because it's a... It, it's zero. Once you throw zero into the equation, yeah. you get zero again. Yeah, so everything has to have a length, a width, a depth, and a time. Right. Cause it, so by pausing the arrow in my mind, I also... Removed a dimension. And removed it from existence. Yes. You guys, I destroyed an imaginary <laughs> arrow today. You just wiped it out of the existence. I'm so sorry for the arrow and its family. You're like Thanos. Oh, yeah. I destroyed half the arrows. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Oh, if you haven't seen Infinity War, um, go see it, I guess. It's been months. Also, you can't have a war for Infinity. <laughs> That's too long. <laughs> we'll cover that next time. Uh, so, the reason I said we were probably going to get into string theory... Okay. ...is because string theory posits that there's like 11 or a bunch of different dimensions so you were uh, probably going to bring up how many dimensions are there and I was going to say a lot but then you didn't do that well that's because I don't know nothing about nothing <laughs> I've only vaguely heard of string theory and I hope we were I thought we were going to talk about it in the first one where it was an archer okay <laughs> no I've heard of string theory let's just say you can't take any dimensions away leave the dimensions alone yeah you need them. You need them to live. You need your dimensions. They're the bottom of the food pyramid. Yeah. So saying an instantaneous arrow isn't moving is like saying an arrow with no length isn't moving. Oh, that's pretty deep. Or not deep because it has no length. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for visiting science. Thanks for visiting science. We love you. <laughs> I just like you. Bye. Bye, science. Bye, science.